0: Just give me patience. Yeah. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well. Hey Z Pack, it's your boy Z Dog MD. What's up? I'm live and direct from the backyard here in the Bay Area where we had been without power since Saturday uh, as part of a planned shut off from Pacific Gas and Electric in order to deal with a wind event, which was apparently a once in a decade wind event, which didn't seem like a once in a decade wind event from this end. But what do I know? I'm not a meteorologist, I'm just a doctor. And they turned off the power to something like two million customers in California to prevent wildfires. Uh, and as you might be able to see, even behind me here, here's the bay that haze of brown <clears throat> is coming. South from the Kincaid Fire in Sonoma County, uh, down here to the Bay Area, where uh, we get to see it here. And it's been a mess over there. Uh, thoughts going out to everybody up there that is struggling with evacuation, Healdsburg and other places. Um, a lot of people are coming down here and staying. And uh, in the process of this, PG&E had shut off, in a planned shutoff, again, powered about 2 million customers. Now, <clears throat> it's not—so for people like us who have a house— We were affected by the shutoff. The power just came on at 11 a.m. this morning. We can deal with it, right? We charge our phones in advance. We have flashlights. We keep the refrigerator closed. We have no hot water because we have an electric hot water thing and we have no heat and we have, that's fine. We can deal with it. The kid's school was canceled. We can deal with that. Um, You can go drive somewhere to Starbucks and charge up your stuff and get hot coffee and those kind of things. First world problems, right? But what happens to hospitals? What happens to nursing homes? What happens to people who are medically fragile who are living at home with things like oxygen concentrators, ventilators, CPAP, BiPAP, these kind of things that require electricity and power in order to function, and people are dependent on to stay alive. So as you might imagine, the hospitals have been warned about this, but that doesn't make it any easier. It is a regulation in order to get Medicare money and Jayco and all these other things to pass that you have generators uh, for backup in hospitals and nursing homes. That's fine, but what about the patients again at home and what about what happens when the power does go off in a hospital? So are you gonna take elective surgeries? No, in fact, you can finish surgeries that you're doing, but um, I don't even think, I think there's regulations that you're not supposed to start new surgeries. So what happens there? Where do you prioritize power? Do you prioritize it to an electronic health record so you can get records because everything's electronic now? Or do you prioritize it to your vaccine refrigerator? Or do you prioritize it to <clears throat> administrative functions so you can call patients and cancel elective procedures? Uh, obviously, you were going to prioritize it to ICU in situations where you need power. And not only that, but don't forget when the power goes off, often it isn't instantaneous that a generator immediately kicks on. A lot of times systems reboot. So you got to make sure, well, okay, are some of these on battery power? When they reboot, can a patient be vulnerable? How is it going to affect um, vulnerable medical equipment in the hospital setting? That's just the hospital setting you have to think about, right? And so I want you people to—you people— <laughs> I sound like Ross Perot in the 90s. I want you guys to weigh in in the comments. When these things happen in California or in Florida, wherever you are where there's a natural disaster, and in our case, we had a good warning for it, what's your process in the hospital? What are things that go wrong? How have you guys handled it? Was it smooth? How do you deal with systems being down? Do you have enough generator power? If you're in a nursing home, it turns out you're required to have generators to run uh, medical equipment and, and so on and fire protection services, things like that. But you're not necessarily required to have uh, generator power to power refrigerators that um, serve the food or air conditioners that for the elderly can be a huge deal. It can be the difference between an admission and death and being okay, right? So weigh in, you guys, if you work in a SNF, if you work in a hospital, have you been affected by the power outages? And don't forget, there are a lot of outpatient clinics that are not mandated to have generators. And so when the power goes out, they have to make these really critical decisions. Do we try to figure out how to get medical records online first? Do we, again, these refrigerators that are holding thousands of dollars worth of vaccines that are necessary, uh, what do we do with that? And there have been stories of uh, California clinics in Northern California having to shuttle vaccines to nearby clinics that can store them that aren't affected by the power outage. And this is a huge, huge thing. When PG&E talks about turning off power, they're trying to prevent uh, wildfires and things like that because they are liable legally for the destruction and the damages that are caused by down power lines as they were in um, <clears throat> the fire from a couple years ago that they're still, they're in bankruptcy over, right? So of course now they're going to turn everything off. But the question is, are we missing the point here that more people are potentially going to die because of the power outages than would in wildfires caused by this? This is the sort of harm reduction that we have to think about when we weigh these things. So you have outpatient clinics now that don't have power. And then let's not forget the actual patients at home. So it turns out when you turn off the power, it is like a, what, what economists call a regressive tax. So what it does, it, it preferentially harms people of low income and medically fragile people, as opposed to people of higher income and who are healthy. Because those folks can adapt and manage and not a big deal. But what happens when you know, you're home on oxygen, you have an oxygen concentrator, you have a CPAP machine, You have a ventilator, you have an IV pump, whatever it is that you have, even a feeding pump, right? And you no longer have power, you know, and the batteries are depleted and you can't really get around easily. What are you going to do? Now, PG&E has actually had to go out of its way. They have a database of people who get discounts on electricity because they have medical equipment that requires a lot of electricity and they have to call these folks, even go door to door to try to see if they're okay. (laughs) uh, That's PG&E. What's our responsibility as healthcare practitioners knowing these patients, right? What's our capacity as healthcare practitioners where we're already pushed to the limit? Should it be on us to try to take care of these patients and maybe uh, make sure we call them, make sure we show up, make sure we send a health coach or some other staff? It's hard when, of course, maybe we don't have electricity in our clinic and have to shut down elective procedures and um, those sort of things. Now, here's another twist, and I want you guys to tell me if you're actually seeing this. When medically fragile patients have no power, what are they gonna do? A lot of them will say, well, I'm just gonna go to the ER so I can at least plug in my machine. Now, are we seeing, a bump in emergency room uh, visits during these power outages. I want to hear from you guys and see what you're, what you're experiencing, because you could imagine that could then make it very difficult for ERs to manage patient flow for real problems, particularly if something like a wildfire breaks out and you have injuries and casualties from that, or traffic accidents due to the lack of proper uh, functioning streetlights, which we had right here in my town. (coughs) It's, 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 Again, and Florida's been dealing with this forever. In California, you know, someone made a joke. So I was tweeting about being in the dark uh, in California, and they said, what did socialists use for a light source prior to candles? And I was like, what? And he goes, electricity. (laughs) So anyways, uh, it's really interesting that we're in the fifth largest economy in the world, and yet here we are in the dark, and you can see the smoke behind me. I mean, look at that. So it's a very difficult situation because you have the intersection of things like climate change, uh, wild uh, wild space management, uh, and a bunch of, a bunch of things that are now coming to a head, and they're affecting healthcare directly. So let's read some comments. Thank you for the people who are sending stars. <clears throat> so Jason Steen, LVADs are directed to fire stations to charge. So imagine you have a left ventricular assist device. How are you gonna? charge that if you have no power. So Jason's saying they're, they're going to to fire stations. Now, here's the thing. During times like this, the fire stations are all on alert anyways, and it's kind of a big deal. So is staffing an issue? Is availability an issue? You know, I, those are things I want to know. And sorry it's so dark right now, but... Uh you know, the sun's going down. I want to be outside when I did this talk. Um, what about those on oxygen compressors at home and vents at home? Right. I mean, uh, th- that's, these are the, the questions we need to ask. And a lot of them have been given heads up. But the thing is, what are you going to do? Are you going to have a home generator? Are you going to find a place that you can go? Mobility can be a real problem. It, it's a big deal. So <clears throat> Alan Chang is weighing in. He says, in 2016, the entire state of South Australia went under... Uh, due to heavy winds, hospitals went to backup generators. but then we had news of patients in ICU had to uh, had to uh, go to other hospitals. There were news of eggs preserved for IVF that were lost. These were only a few things we heard. There have been resolutions to prevent incidents happening again. The state went dark for a day, possibly longer with people with power for no for for days and that 's the thing <clears throat> These are real uh, issues that you have to address because pg and E is say things like well you may be without power, plan to be without power for five to seven days. I mean, dude, you know, we just haven't had power since Saturday and it's like DEFCON 1 over here and school is canceled and the kids are going crazy, although they're carving pumpkins, which I'm going to have to show you uh, before we're done. Um, let's read some more comments here. Um, Suzanne, uh, Suzanne Anderson's been uh, home from, uh, for two days because the smoke and the fires. Did the cat just throw up? Almost. Mm. Better, better, Maya, can you put her in the mudroom? Uh, and just lock her in there see our cat our cat will run around and just find a rug and throw up on it because that's the kind of cat we're dealing with this is Mitch our cat who's a female but named Mitch um, Victoria's thrown her in the, in the, in the mudroom uh, let's see. Can't, can't comment right now, but I love your voice. Keep going. Thanks, Margarita. Let's see. Uh, are you losing weight, Irene? No, I'm actually gaining weight. <laughs> Catherine Ann, it looks like the city's on fire behind you. No, I don't think so. It's just, <clears throat> let's see if we can get it to, to show us. It's just the effect of the camera, but that, all that brown haze right over here is the smoke over the bay. Uh, in the Bay Area of California. Thanks for the stars, Suzanne. We're off the grid all the time. Love the quiet of solar. Jackie Barnes, right? I mean, and again, it'd be great if you had the means to have solar, right? But our patients a lot of times don't have it. Hospitals can't rely on solar without a big backup battery, and they're not, you know, if there's cloud cover and stuff, you can't, it's regulatory-wise, you can't rely on it until things change. So uh, Melissa says, uh, my dad's lucky, has a uh, car charger for his oxygen so he can charge it while driving around. That's actually pretty awesome. Um, But I mean, again, he's like somebody who's quite mobile walkie talkie. There are patients who aren't and uh, it becomes a problem. Um, Let's see. I'm going to scroll back and see some older comments here. Uh, uh, These little star things get in my way of seeing the comments. Hold on. Joe Butler, solar panels and Tesla battery wall can be financed, clinics could be off the grid. I have an eight-year-old solar panels and they work. Well, so it requires infrastructure planning, it requires money, it requires investment, it requires, it requires regulatory uh, changes. There's a lot of things that need to happen, but we ought to be thinking about that. So that's the point of the show. So anyways, in the comments, I want you guys <clears throat> to weigh in. PJN is telling me that tomorrow, I'm sorry, I'm getting over cold, you guys. Tomorrow, um, we may have power out again. So they're texting us saying, charge your devices. And so it's, it's a deal. Now, for people who are going through hurricanes in Texas and Florida and Mississippi and these kind of things, this is nothing for you guys. You guys are used to it. Um, for us uh, spoiled Californians... Um it's a big deal. And the thing is, we're not necessarily as prepared. So we need to be, and this is a call to action for that. Also, I want to hear your ideas and your stories about how this has affected you and what you think we can do better or things that you you guys are doing in your group that is, have made it uh, manageable. All right, guys, I love you. Hit share, hit like. If you're not a supporter, think about becoming one. We have these conversations a lot and it helps support everything we do. And I love you guys. We out. Peace. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I told my daughter I'd show you guys the pumpkins they're doing. Okay, check it out. This is my sister's but I'm helping her because she's bad at carving hey. You're helping Maya carve the pumpkin? Ooh, that's cute. Is that a kitty? Yes. Yeah. Let's see it. There it is. Halloween's coming. I chose a kitty. Let me see your pumpkin, Nina. Okay. Wait for it. So you got one you got one spot. That's a cat. That's a cat. Very adorable. And then on the other side, what do you got? The, the, other, other, side. the other side says Yeet. yeet. It's backwards because of my phone and I can't get it to, ah, I can't get it to show. But there eat. it is. Yeet. <laughs> Anyways, guys, I love you. Stay safe. Uh, and uh, again, especially if you're in a wildfire area, in, whether it's in Southern California or Northern California, stay safe and uh, we're thinking about you. All right. Peace.